0: Welcome to another episode of Walking Movies. I told you we be back this week, although I haven't decided when this is going out, so actually it may not go out till the following week. Anyway, that doesn't matter. You don't have to know when I'm recording this when they're going out, although normally it's pretty quick. So, it is Saturday, the 21st of August I have got a rain jacket with me but not on because it's twenty two degrees it's warm especially when you're walking at a pace like I'm doing and it's not raining yet but it's gonna rain again. Been on and off all day. <sighs> the joys of British summer. And speaking of British things, I am off to sea. People Just Do Nothing, colon, big in Japan. I don't think you pronounce the colon, but that's just... I'm just telling you how it looks on the the poster. So, um, for those that have never heard of People Just Do Nothing, People Just Do Nothing is a mockumentary. um, Almost a sitcom, but really it's a mockumentary which started on BBC Three back in 2014 and it ran for five series and ended in 2018, the end of 2018. Um, I have seen, I think, the first four series of this so I don't know how it ends. A little bit like Friends, of which I've never watched the last episode. I stopped watching a few weeks before it ended. So in my world, Friends never ended. Um, but yeah, that's that's when the TV series ended. And then they decided to do a spin-off film, which I believe originally was due out last year, uh, last, last summer. And due to the times that we are living in, that got delayed until... This year where it came out a mere few days ago. So yeah, it's a mockumentary about a pirate radio DJs. Really? That's the noise of an electric scooter in the background there. Yeah, so they are they are MCs and, and DJs that work on a pirate radio station. in in London and it's been very successful I remember seeing the adverts for it when it first came on and you know when something's a good documentary when you are watching a clip or watching an advert or whatever and you're saying to yourself hang on is this a documentary or is this fake because it was hard hard to know Um, so Yeah, I watched the the first series it was one of those things that kind of grew as it went along Uh, got a bit more popular uh, as kind of word of mouth spread I think eventually because they closed down BBC3 I think maybe the last two series might have been shown on BBC1 late at night instead Um, as well as being on iPlayer which is where a lot of people watched it and it's also on Netflix now as well, I'm not sure if that's globally. Certainly in the UK, um, they're on there as well. So um, yeah, if you like the sounds, that check it out. I mean, the people behind it um, and they, you know, writing it, acting it, they've all had experiences in that world to varying levels of success. And. They've actually they just released a little documentary about the show, like right, how it began and up to the film. Um, and you know these were clearly people with a passion and knowledge about a subject for the mockumentary and that makes a huge difference I think. It's it's why the office was so well done. You know, Ricky Gervais had experiences of working, doing office jobs he hated and meeting people like David Brent. Um, so, you know, it wouldn't have worked if somebody had just decided, oh, this is a genre we've never covered before, let's, let's do this, and just hired actors to be in those roles. It wouldn't have, wouldn't have been the same. So, yeah, I think that's why it works, as well as it does, and why it's been successful. So, um, I find it very funny. Um, I can't say I have much experience in that world, but um, when I was a youth, I had friends that had older brothers that were in the pirate radio scene. Um, so you'd hear them practise rapping in their, in their bedrooms or the kitchen whether they get a quiet place um, so as by some very loud cars I had to uh, just pause there for a second um, yeah so I you know I, I saw people practicing rapping or, or MCing over uh, backing tracks and I used to listen to a bit of pirate radio I, it, it's weird because I've always been more into like guitar music so 60s bands, indie music, brick pop, um, was a big thing when I started to get into music, grunge, so I listened to all that kind of stuff. Whilst at the same time, listening to stuff like Garage, um, I suppose a bit of House and that was kind of coming through, but Garage was a, a massive thing in the UK. I don't know how widespread it got, but it was certainly big in the UK, so um, yes, yeah, so whilst. I, I can't relate to everything I've seen the show, there are definitely things that I've seen um, or experienced that, uh, that makes it work. Um, the cast aren't really that famous, really. Um, Hugo Chegwin plays uh, Beats, um, so he's famous because he's Keith Chegman's nephew. <laughs> um, Asim Chowdhury is Chabuddy, uh, Chabuddy G, who has kind of, he's a side character that has become one of the main characters, uh, just through kind of popularity. He's an entrepreneur of the very worst kind, like right? just, just just, awful. Um, and that's, uh, he's played by Asim Chowdhury, who has gone on to make a bit of a name for himself. Like, he he pops up in lots of different things. Um, lots of little films and TV guest spots and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of making a name for himself. And as well as that as well, they've also started doing live appearances. So they will do live DJ sets with them rapping over the top. Um, started off in, like, nightclubs but they've also you know, been on festival stages as well, um, and towards the, I think it might have been just after the series finished, they went on a tour of venues in the UK, like, um, I was gonna say the Hammersmith Apollo, but, but it could have been there, but I think it might have been Islington Academy. But those kind of venues, not, like, not huge, but famous music venues, anyway, uh, which, uh, which sold out. So, yeah, you know, the, the People, people love the show. They love the characters. Um, so, yeah, well now we've got a film. And film adaptions to TV shows can be very hit and miss. People love um, in-betweeners between those films. I don't think they're a patch on the TV series, personally. Like, they're fine, but I don't think they're as So So, yeah, they can be quite quite hit and miss. I'm trying to think of one that's worked, but I'm struggling, there must be one. I mean, it was a big trope of the 70s, really. You know, things like the Lightly Lads had films and um, on the buses, stuff like that had big screen spin-offs, but you don't get so many of them nowadays, but they do appear. But this one looks genuinely funny, like the trailer for it looked really good. And uh, look, it's the second comedy film I've seen in a week. I'm guessing I'll laugh more than I did at uh, Free Guy, that's the film. Um, so yeah, all I want is some laughs, basically. <laughs> so I've waffled on too long. Don't know why i have had this out. Doesn't matter how long it is. Hope it doesn't get boring. But I will bid you adieu and I will see you on the other side. Ta-da! So, I'm now on my way home, having watched people just do nothing big in Japan. So, I suppose the important question is, did I laugh more at this than I did at free guy? And the answer to that is yes yes I did it's a it's a funnier film Um, the comedy is definitely uh, more apparent I'd say Um, is it worth seeing at the cinema? I had a lot of trouble getting a ticket today because my chain I don't know if this is a, a government thing or if this is something all the chains are doing but Um, you've got to have space either side so if you book two seats together um, the next person can't book that next seat next to you, you've got to go one after but you can only do that if the seats available either side of you so it was quite a packed cinema but because of those restrictions it made it difficult Um, Watching a film like that with an audience definitely the way to go. If you're going to see this on a on a Monday morning at eleven o'clock or something, it's not going to be the same uh, experience because you know a group of people laughing together is is an experience. Um, it's also quite easily a film you could wait until it inevitably appears on BBC or you know, wherever you are in the world you might have to watch it elsewhere but um you know it's a BBC film so it will be on TV probably within about two years. Sometimes BBC films come out a little bit quicker actually saying that. Um but I'd still bet your house it'll be in about two years. So that's up to you if you can you can wait and obviously you'd be able to button Blu-ray DVD. I suppose the point I'm making is if you're seeing this as an experience with a packed cinema, or you're going with your friends to see it, um, then I would say it's it's worthwhile doing. If you're not, if you're just going to go and see it as a film, it's probably not worth it. It's it's good. I really enjoyed it. I'll watch it again. But it is an extended episode, in essence, of a, of a TV show. The Obviously, the, the whole kind of story of this is then going to Japan. If you've seen any traders, what happens is... One of their songs is picked up and used in a Japanese game show and so they get them out there um, to try and you know work out a record contract and make them make them big in Japan. So I don't want to go too much into the story because it kind of spoils where it goes. But you know, these these kind of spin-offs and stuff like that, they are often quite similar. This doesn't break the mould in that regard. You know, the story. Is pretty predictable, you can pretty much see where it's going at all times, there's no real surprises or twists. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, I think that's that's kind of part parcel of what it is. Um, got to got to highlight. I mean, I said before about um, Asim Chowdhury and Hugo Chegwin, uh, you know, being in it and you know, they're good, but you've got to really recognise the brilliance of um Alem Mustafa who plays Grinder because um I believe he I think he wrote it with Asim Chaudhry. he definitely was uh, one of the lead writers on it anyway um additional material was provided by others in the cast but uh yeah he was, he was one of the leads on that and he is the most believable um Absolutely. You know, you really feel that he's genuine. That's not a knock on anyone else, but, yeah. Um, And also, Steve Stamp, who plays Steve's... uh, He's just... He's underrated, I think. He's... (laughs) His performance in this, and also in the show, I think he's really understated. Not underrated, understated. Um, And he does a really good job. He he does probably more in his film than he does in a regular show, I would say. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I really thought he was uh, one of the standouts of this. The one I never understand is Decoy, because he never really does anything... Uh, you know, he, he's obviously crucial to the, the main story, um, and it's actually a plot line which is kind of referenced again. I kind of wish, because this is... They've not said this is, like, the, the last hurrah. I mean, possibly, if this film does really well, they might be encouraged to do more. I don't know. Um, one of the things I took from the documentary, like, when they were first approached about doing this, is they are very, kind of, conscious of the fact of not wanting to just do it for the sake of doing it. So, you know, there was... It wasn't just like, oh, this is a cash grab. You know, if we can think of an idea that works, we can make a film. Um, and that's where this this idea came from. So, they appear to be the kind of people that, if this does well, and if they get asked to do a sequel, it will very much depend on what they can put together. Um, which I think is good. I, you've got to respect the artists, right? Uh, I watched the Sparks Brothers again last night, and so it's, yeah, it's, it's good when people... doing it for you know for the right reasons not for the simple cash grab but if this is i wish they'd kind of closed a few plot holes that's literally the only negative you know if this is if this is supposed to be the end i wish they'd kind of tidied up some of that but it's a very minor complaint in the grand scheme of things um said some good reviews just looking now uh, it's 78% on Rotten Tomatoes which is uh, which is good um I don't know if it's getting released anywhere else I don't know if it's even seen you must it must have made America by now but um, yes yeah, so, I mean this could be <laughs> a very uh, restricted opinion for a film you may not be able to see very easily but if you get a chance to you definitely Go and do it. Um, You know, I I enjoyed myself. It's not, it's not a comedy classic. I mean, mockumentaries, anyway. You know, Christopher Guest is kind of the king of those. Um, You know, Spinal Tap is still probably, probably the best. Um, I do love Best in Show as well, but that's probably my second favourite. But yeah, I mean, there's some really, really good mockumentaries. this is a very good addition to that family, but I can't say that, you know, it's, it's, it's not up to that standard, it's not up to Spartan that, smart but that's, you know, it's hard, it's hard to do, film is hard to top. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it, um, if you like the show, I'm sure you will enjoy the film just as much. If you don't, if you've never seen the film, I actually think they do a good job of making it accessible for people that have never seen the show. So, if you haven't, I mean, I recommend watching the show anyway, um, and I'm definitely I, I might actually go back from the beginning and just watch all of it, um, so I can actually finish it off, rather than just go and watch the last series. Um, but yeah, I think if you haven't or you don't have a, a, a chance to see the show and you're contemplating the film, you could see this without seeing the show. I don't think there's there's anything in a film that you miss out on. I, I think uh, there's one kind of little joke, actually, that I noticed that you probably wouldn't understand, um, and that's to do with uh, Beats's... Um, not adoptive son, but son... Uh, of the of the woman he married um, and he's not a father of but that's it um, I can't think of many others uh, no it was good it, it did what I hoped it would do I think at times it felt slightly padded just to extend that run time a little bit more could have probably trimmed a little bit out of it but no overall I'm pleased with it. Um, I definitely recommend it to watch. Um, but as I said, seeing it at the cinema versus seeing it at home, that's that's where you've got to ask yourself that question. Um, you know, for me. But hey, if you've got an unlimited card, go and see it. Laugh your socks off without anyone else in the cinema. Do, do your worst. Um, but if you're paying, you know, 12 quid or something to go and see it on a rainy Monday, maybe... Maybe not the same. Um, but that's it. I saw a trailer for Candyman. forgot Candyman was coming out now. I think I just assumed it was coming out for Halloween, you know, because <laughs> nature of, you know, films, horror films coming out around Halloween. But that is actually coming out next week. So I might go and see that. I'm not a huge horror fan I do like some horrors and this one is written by Jordan Peele at least and I never saw the original Candyman but I'm familiar with with the film um just don't know if it's going to be too gory for me we'll see might be one to watch at home behind a cushion (laughs) um but other than that there's really not much coming out uh, Snake Eyes G.I. Joe film just come out don't know if I can be bothered to go and see that um, and then the 3rd of September is uh, Shang-Chi which I definitely will be that one I am excited for so yeah we'll see I when the next episode will be but subscribe to the feed as soon as an episode's out you'll get access to it that's about it so um, thank you anyone that listens to this thank you it is insane ramblings of a madman walking um, but if you can get any enjoyment out of it super so until next time Flynn lives I wish I knew how it would feel to be free And wish I could break all the chains holding me I wish I could say all the things that I should say say them loud say them clear for the whole round world to hear I wish I This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network